All right, there we go. I'm recording right now, it tells me. And I'm going to do this for a while. Um, I start off this uh, day's blog with a realization from the life and times of Brian Waddington, but who else? I mean, it's my blog. And it goes, we all make our own beds, but how many of us make sure that they suit our needs? I don't know that many do. And that's a pity because most of us have the ability to uh, make those choices. Now, okay, I'm just checking something out here, folks. Recording at 53, 4, 5, 6 seconds. I flip over to another page. I'm looking at the pictures on my blog. Do I keep recording? And the answer is yes. Okay. So I'll go back to the pictures. Uh, you'll find a link uh, for this blog. If you want to get uh, technical about it, it's... Uh, https colon forward forward slash winter's journey all one word three oh oh nine oh five six six seven dot wordpress dot com or you can simply go and find the link in the blog description that will be uh, posted with this audio when you click on it now, when you do go to my blog, and I, if you do, I hope you do, you're going to find, oh, I think, close to 20 images. And I think they all tell an interesting story in their own right. Some of them are downright beautiful. Uh, most of them are interesting and help me to think. It starts off with uh three studio shots although they don't look like they are but they are they're all they're they're done in the studio they're macros of uh, flowers we have macro and close-up the, the big one is a close-up the two little ones are macro you move down there's an outdoor shot of a butterfly i think could be a tiny moth or a tiny butterfly sitting on a cut bamboo uh, stump. And it tells a story of its own type of, of questing and looking and getting from here to there. Beside it is a very old picture when I had uh, perhaps less of a stomach and certainly less hair and beard, let me tell you. And we were building uh, our uh, cement house. And on the roof uh, that has been poured and they're working on other parts of it, you'll find that I'm standing with our red Doberman who is uh, eating one of his favorite foods. I mean, you don't think this of a Doberman pincer. You, you think vicious, nasty guard dog. But the truth about Dobermans is that they were created as sheepdogs. 
they went out with the shepherds and they were big enough to protect the flocks. They were protective. They liked to hide in the bush and watch. And they, uh, they'll run after anything that's running away from them. And nine times out of 10, they'll catch them. Unless you happen to jump into the water. Dobermans hate water. But to get back to what I was saying, Cooper is uh, eating a papaya. He loves papaya, or he loved papaya when he was alive. And I know that's an unusual name for a dog, but we went down to the dog breeders, and we did what I thought, and I still do 20 years later, think is the right way to uh, find an animal that wants to be part of your pack. We had the uh, kennel owner open up the gate. And we sat down, or kneeled down, as the case may be, and we let them come to us. And this little fella, and he was a little fella, um, was the first one to come out and smell us and, and get comfortable with us. So we uh, went with his choice, and we took him home. Now, you got a picture. Going home with Cooper was kind of unusual. Picture a Honda 155 which is a small motorcycle, for those that don't know, 155 cc's. Uh, Rick, my longtime friend and riding buddy, the last motorcycle he owned had, I don't know, 1,400 cc's, some big Harley thing. But this was a 155. Now picture a gym bag like they used to be. They're about a foot long. They've got a half moon shape to them with a carrying handle on the top, we put him in that. I opened up the front a little bit so he could stick his head out, put him on the gas tank, and with the strap around me so he couldn't fall off, and off we went for a, oh, 10-mile ride to get to where we are. His head stuck out, looking what's going on. Got him into the yard, and... Uh, he was just fascinated. He'd never seen green stuff. He'd been born and bred in the city. And he uh, got his own bed, which he kind of liked, in a big, airy, fresh-smelling bamboo house that had wind coming through it that his nose would pick scents up. And we had... Um, Sealing the floor windows, uh, more or less. I'll get a picture up on it one day. But the the windows were sort of, uh, well, I forget the word. There you go. I'm having a heck of a time today. But we could take our windows house. It's a jigsaw house. You take out walls. You take out windows. You stack them in the corner. Uh, and there, there was Cooper. And he was getting bigger and bigger. And he'd get his nose over the bottom part where the wall had come out of and then he could get his head resting on it and eventually he grew up so that he just sat there and looked out the window and people just sort of moved quickly past our yard and he'd run around the bamboo house and jump between the rooms as he ran around got lots of exercise uh that's cooper and part of his story now if you come down in those pictures um Actually, I should also point out that 
the background of the picture of Cooper and I on the new cement house roof is all green. And coming down, I've got a picture of that green um, and a trail. It looks like it's in a park. It really does. Uh, trees that go on forever and a nice shaded path. But that's our yard. At least it was then when it was taken. Then on the right of that is a beautiful purple uh, tree orchid in a small white milk vase, a cream vase, the type of thing you'd pour cream into, put it on the table when you're having coffee or tea with your fancy relatives so they could pour it nicely. And then coming down the left side is a tree frog. Tree frog? I don't know if it's a tree frog or not, but it's a nice-sized frog that's half asleep on some cut-off bamboo. Below that is a picture of my office, which really confused people when I put it out there the first time because of the coloring in it. Um, you may remember a group of uh, actors, actresses in that did their thing in a, a blue costume. They, they head to toe, they were covered in blue. And this picture, I have blue skin and silvery hair and a white computer of all things. Now you look at it, you'll enjoy it. To the room. below that, there's a beautiful flower with a taken in a studio shot that's sitting in a small old uh, ink bottle that we found buried in our yard. And beside those three is a tall, skinny picture of a hibiscus, a, a bright red hibiscus that's sort of droopy and slender. It doesn't open up. It, it just hangs there. In its own right, it's beautiful. Below it is a wide open, uh, long stamen, beautiful red color uh, hibiscus that, that uh, definitely opens up. And then there is a uh, lemon tree blossom a macro of it, uh, followed by uh, a balancing act being done by a very large uh, caterpillar, one which may turn into an atlas moth, because uh, whatever it is, it's going to be big. This guy is, oh, close to six inches long when he stretches out a bit. Uh, so it was something as big as an atlas moth that would be coming out of this fellow. Below him is a shot of the yard as it used to be. Then another macro of a flower. And to the left of that is a beautiful desiccated um, leaf that blossom, I should say, that at one point was, I believe, purple. Uh, Bougainvillea, it dropped from the Bougainvillea that we have planted around at the front of our yard. And this is one heck of a Bougainvillea. It goes, it has climbed up a mahogany tree that's in our yard. We have two mahogany trees that are covered in Bougainvillea. And I'm talking a mahogany tree that's 30 meters high. It's a big tree. And right to the top and on all of the branches, you find bougain, pink 
Poganvillea, and it's rather pretty. Below that, sorry, Donna. Donna hates spiders, I should mention. I won't mention last names, protecting the guilty. Uh, is a really nice... Uh, again, I've lost the name of that one in my mind right now. Tiny little orange spider. Leopard. That's the name of it, a leopard spider. It's a, a close-up, almost a macro. Uh, it's very pretty, got gorgeous colors, and it was taken outside in the garden. Below is a, a studio shot of an old glass bottle with water in it, and the bubbles and the, in the water and in the glass make a very beautiful shot. And I finish off with a pale gold uh, hibiscus that's wide open, uh, long stamen, beautiful anthers, gorgeous shots. Now, all of these are in the yard that we live in, the bed that we sleep in, uh, you could say. And it suits us very much, and it's very comfortable. Uh, my lady grew up in a city, as I did, and we have both found that while we acknowledge the need of cities and industry, uh, business and cement and machinery and all of those things that make our life so easy and so comfortable. Uh, things that made our computer and the microphone I'm speaking into. We both prefer to live surrounded by green that's living and breathing. It makes life comfortable for us. If you go to the Bible, and I do that fairly frequently, I should say, uh, I'm not a fundamentalist, nor am I a proselytizer for a particular brand of Christianity, but I find a great deal of wisdom in the Bible. And how am I doing for time here? Okay, 14 minutes and 40 seconds. I got lots of time yet. The Bible. Okay. Uh, small aside, truth in advertising. I have been in previous days gone by. Days gone by are always previous. That's redundant. But days gone by, I have been um, a lay minister. At one point, I was taught how to be a village minister for a small Indian community on the west coast of Canada. I have worked as a pastor in training in a small rural community in the Philippines. Been a circuit rider in the Philippines, worked on a mission boat in Canada. Was uh, radicalized in many ways by my experience with uh, the native community and taught in both the native community and in the Philippine community 
to understand the Bible in ways that I had not been raised to think of, and certainly not ways that were taught in either of the seminaries I attended, school of theological universities or colleges, call them what you want. Uh, indoctrination centers was what I ended up calling them, but that's another story. One of the things I took away is that if you look at the Bible as a book that teaches you that there's one God and one way and da-da-da-da-da, well, that's going to form your life around your faith. Another way is to look at it is, is the world of women looking and running after men who didn't have a clue what the hell they were doing with women as the heroes, heroines, as you might say, you get a different perspective. I sort of go with the Dalai Lama on this one. It's a book with a lot of wisdom, if you look for it. And one of the things it teaches in the very beginning is that we started off as gardeners. We started off living in and working with the natural world, the world that was there. We didn't dominate it. We didn't rip it all up to build industries. We tended the crops and the garden. We looked after the garden. The garden looked after us and there was um, a trinity of sorts. There was humanity looking after the garden and the garden looking after humanity and a power very much unknown uh, Power, unknown, no. In the Bible, in Genesis teaches that it was a friendly power. That this power, this God would come down and walk with Adam and Eve in the garden and chat and talk. And Adam and Eve had no problem talking to God. Not until they wandered their own way, but that's another part of wisdom. But it does teach, if you look for wisdom and leave doctrine out of it, that uh, we started off in a garden and that's when it was the best, when we worked with the land and the land worked with us and we worked with each other in harmony. And if you look at the pictures, that's, I hope, what you see. You will see our garden that we have worked with. Uh, you don't see it all. You see little parts of it. And the garden brings us peace. Uh, last week, uh, a little moth flew into our house and I scooped him up off a window screen as he was trying to get out and I took him outside and or her. And the little fellow stayed on my thumb for five or ten minutes, just looking around and walking around with me. I 
And eventually he fluttered off my hand and went to the the table on the patio and sat there and I got some good images of uh, of the wee beast. Same with uh, the butterfly slash moth that's looking into the distance while sitting on the bamboo. Didn't seem bothered by me. Cooper. Uh, a breed that most people think are brutish and nasty and vicious was the kindest, gentlest dog I've ever known. When I got sick, uh, two friends of ours who are doctors came down to see how I was doing, and, and they brought along their toolkit, as it were, and uh, wanted to take my pulse and take my temperature and... Um, have a prayer with us at every time uh they would hold my wrist to take my pulse or uh go to place a thermometer in my mouth or try to hold my hand to uh have a group prayer cooper would come over and he wouldn't growl he wouldn't bare his teeth he'd simply put his long nose underneath their forearm and push him away and then he'd sit there in between us, saying, no, 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 don't, don't touch my, my friend. I don't know who you are, but don't touch him. I'm here to protect him. You're gentle people, but don't touch him. And I thought that was very nice of Cooper. Uh, he could go the other way. Uh, went ballistic one night during uh, when uh, there was a prison break. And the ones that escaped came down our road, and our road is out of town, and there were no lights on it. And when they tried to get in our yard, Cooper went ballistic and chased them away. Uh, they went up the road a bit uh, into another house and killed the occupants, or most of them, and some of them survived. But there was bloodshed and killing when the next place they stopped. Cooper did what was necessary. Uh, even when he got older, he'd protect me from goats. You, you can't argue with that. And leopards, spiders that would let me get really close with my camera. Uh, watching the lemon blossoms. Uh, it reminded me of that old song about the lemon tree is very pretty and the lemon blossom is sweet. And they are. They have a great scent. But the fruit of the poor lemon is impossible to eat. An old folk song. But uh, we get along in the garden. We have made our bed. Uh, and when it got uncomfortable, we changed our bed. Uh, we still have the original bamboo house, but because of... Uh, karaoke and drunks and prison escapes and other assorted things that have happened over the years. We moved off the road. We have a fair size yard. Uh, we moved to one end of it and we built a hollow block house with thick walls and the cement roof that you see me standing on. Now that cement roof is uh, built to hold 
another garden that we were going to put on top of our house. You can't see it in the picture, but the, where we're standing is supposed to be the, the base of a, about eight inches of soil uh, on which we would have put grass and flowers and what have you. That was, we realized afterwards, not such a good plan. Um, the roots would have eventually worked through our roof and leaks would have come and what have you. But let me tell you, we got one staggeringly strong and heavy roof above us. Um, I don't know how many tons of rebar. I won't even talk about lengths of rebar, tons. Um, you're looking at 150 square meters. Eight inches thick with a core of rebar that uh, you could walk on and never touch the, the base that it was built above. I mean, there's a lot of rebar there. So it's a very strong roof. It has survived touch wood or bamboo, uh, massive earthquakes in this area. And our house is shaken rattled and rolled but it hasn't chipped or broken and we are ever so thankful the builder another aside did ever finish the house but he did one righteous job righteous that better word pronunciation on the roof and it's kept us safe on many an occasion which now what am i doing for time here okay 25 minutes Time to stop this. Uh, the only question is, what type of bed are you sleeping in and can you change it to make it better? You're the only one that can answer that question. If you're happy with what you've got, I'm happy for you. Uh, so as they say, or I say, or somebody says, stay smart, stay safe, wear a mask. That's it for now. Bye-bye.